Good morning, KSL News Time 530. KSL's top story this hour. We're getting a look this morning at the proposed budget from the state's Executive Appropriations Committee. KSL News Radio's Alessandra Gurr continues our team coverage Eye on the Hill 2024. These final recommendations include investments across several sectors like education, social services, energy, and water. Possibly one of the biggest suggestions is about tax relief that would reduce all Utahns' income tax rate from 4.65% to 4.55%. Other proposed budget highlights include expanding the child tax credit, providing funding for child sexual abuse prevention amendments, funding grants for AI education programs, and creating a point-of-the-mountain transit stop. This recommendation will now advance to the full legislature for consideration, and the final budget will need to be approved before the session ends on March 1st. Alessandra Gurr, KSL News Radio. Utah legislative session does end this week, and there's a lot of bills left to be heard. We begin our live team coverage, uh, Eye on the Hill 2024, with KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston. Peter? Tim, there's some big fish left to fry, including social media algorithms, a couple of billion-dollar stadiums, and an income tax cut. Now, the reasons why these are still on the table vary, but some are just plain complicated. Take the two bills that are currently targeting social media. There's First Amendment issues, Section 230 issues, there's vagueness issues, there are uh, commerce clause, interstate commerce issues that we have to deal with. That's Representative Jordan Tusher. Now, some bills have encountered resistance. House Speaker Mike Schultz threw cold water on the governor's idea for $190 bucks for affordable housing and homeless care. And the stadiums that would take billions in taxpayer dollars have generated controversy with the public. Like you said, there's a week left in the session, and some political scientists say there's a likelihood of 500 bills still going to pass. Reporting live, Peter Johnston, KSL News Radio. Utah's economy is off to a strong start in 2024. One of the statistics cited in the report is a lower median price on homes in December. But Dayan Eskich with the Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute says that price drop didn't last. Really, we have to talk about why they fell, and it's two parts. Part of it is seasonality. Demand for housing in December is really low because of Christmas, holidays, and interest rates. He says the median price for homes in January shot right back up to $485,000, which is right where it was in October and November of last year. Don Brinkerhoff, KSL News Radio. Utah's governor spent the weekend in the nation's capital. It's Saturday night's White House dinner in the group's honor. Governor Cox introduced President Biden, emphasizing the importance of a country united instead of divided. My parents taught me that we should pray for the leaders of our country. Mr. President, I want you to know that our family prays for you and your family every night. We pray that you will be successful because if you're successful, that means that the United States of America is successful. And tonight we are always Americans first. The governor says toxic and divisive politics can undermine the people's trust in their democratic institutions. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. Salt Lake City police officers are calling on people to be extra careful on the roads after dealing with three serious crashes involving pedestrians and bicyclists in just the last week. KSL News Radio's Adam Small joins us live with details. Adam? Amanda, the string of crashes began last Saturday when police say the driver of a Chevy Tahoe hit a man standing in a parking lot and even briefly pinned him against a building near 9th South and 3rd West. That man was taken to the hospital in critical condition. The driver was also arrested for allegedly trying to run away from the scene. But just a few days later, police responded to an auto pedestrian crash near 7th East Wilmington Avenue. And on Friday, a man had to be taken to the hospital after he was hit on his e-bike near 6th North and 9th West. Police are calling on drivers and pedestrians to be more vigilant of people around them and, of course, to obey traffic laws so we can avoid more of these 
very difficult situations. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. A DUI charge for a woman who hit and killed a man in St. George was dismissed. Police didn't read her Miranda rights during the arrest. The victim's nieces, uh, Sadie May and Haley Jones, shared their thoughts. I am upset. I'm upset that that it turned out this way. The driver was ordered to pay a $2,000 fine and was put on probation for four years. First look traffic now on a Monday morning, and here is Andy Farnsworth. I-15 traffic is uh, fine, but we got a crash on the West Belt, I-215 at the 4700 South exit. At this point, it's blocking all but the right lane or the right shoulder of the northbound 215 exit at 47. So you can still get off there for now, uh, but uh, only in the far right lane. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL's top national stories this hour. President Biden is weighing possible responses to Alabama's court ruling saying that embryos are living children. ABC's White House correspondent Mary Alice Parks is in Washington. The White House tells us that Congress would need to pass a bill to put a nationwide right to reproductive care back on the books. But look, it's hard to imagine any new law like that getting passed right now. Despite public support, two years ago we saw 195 Republicans vote against a bill to protect access to birth control. There's 125 Republicans, including Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, who are signed on to a bill called the Life at Conception Act. That would protect life at all stages, including the moment of fertilization. Multiple Alabama families who want to pursue IVF are considering moving to start their treatments. Brand new this morning, the Associated Press says RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel will leave her post on March 8th following pressure from former President Trump and his allies for her to resign. This comes after the former president easily beat Nikki Haley in the South Carolina primary. A species of butterfly common to Utah and surrounding states could be at risk of going extinct. KSL News Radio's Michael Commit has that story for us this morning. Michael. Tim, silver spot butterflies are common in eastern Utah, northern New Mexico, and southwestern Colorado. The subspecies we're looking at is called Speyeria nocomus nocomus, and according to Utah State's Quinney College of Natural Resources, the butterfly's habitat has faced increasing danger over the past decade. Nocomas are important because they pollinate nectar-rich plants, which other pollinators rely on. Additionally, nocomas caterpillars make up a crucial food source for fireflies and other small predators. The butterfly will be placed on the U.S. threatened species list on March 18th. Reporting live, Michael Commit, KSL News Radio. The Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square performed in the Philippines over the weekend as part of their world tour. Members of the Asuro family tell KSL TV it was a dream come true to see the choir in person. <laughs> we love it. This is the most wonderful concert that I have ever attended. The choir performed Sunday at the Manila Catholic University and will now go on to perform at the Mall of Asia in a 9,000 seat arena. That's great to hear all the excitement in their voices.